I'm not judging. I didn't even see anything. Whatever. I was going to do something here. Now you made me forget. time it is man you already know what time it is bro you already know you got we got to do a quick check you know quick little mic check whoever you know i don't know why we always try to mic put it away we should just always have it ready next time Test, test. Damn, it's very slow. It is pretty laggy. Alright. Alright. But we're live, though. That's what that's what counts. Alright. So, disconnect, just disconnect from the Wi-Fi. Maybe that'll help it. Alright, guys. We're going to get started in a couple seconds. We're going to let everybody tune, tune in real quick. Uh, before we get started, I know that the last two episodes are not out right now on um youtube on youtube and stuff is because the quality was really bad and i also uh, didn't get the since i didn't record it right it didn't save the offline clip it only saved the buffering one from twitch so i had to you know we're just not gonna have those but it will still be on twitch as a highlight if you want to watch it regardless it just won't be on youtube but uh this one i did hit the record button so this one will be up by tomorrow morning on YouTube and stuff. And I also have another thing that I'm going to upload it to. I'm going to post it on Sports of Sub later once I get get it situated. Um, but it's kind of another way to listen to the podcast if you don't want to watch it. Like on YouTube and stuff, obviously you can't close the app or anything like that. So uh, this is another way that you can uh, listen to the episode um, through another app or through a website or something like that. But um, alright guys, I'm pretty sure everybody's in here now. Let's uh, Can I get a chat going though? Oh, just did you pull it up on there? No, I took it out and took off the Wi-Fi. Oh, like okay, you said. then never mind. All right, guys, we're good. We're just gonna get started. Um, I'll pull up the chat here. There we go. All right, man. What's up, guys? It's your boy Seb. Sports with Seb time, man. You already know who I have with me today. I have Jen with me today. Everybody say congratulations to Jen because she did pass a very, very big test today, and you know she's certified now. So congratulations to Jen on that. Um, but yes, let's. Uh, we're gonna go ahead. We got some interesting stuff to talk about. Obviously, it's a lot of basketball um, that's been going on. So we're gonna talk a lot of basketball today, um, especially the finals. Obviously, um, but you know, go ahead, Jen. Why don't you go ahead and uh, get All us right. started? So, the series of the NBA Finals is now tied at one game apiece. The Celtics were only down four heading into the half, and it seemed like they were going to be. It was going to be a close game until the second half started. So what was the reason for the Celtics' collapse? All right. So, again, like, that second half, like, going to that end of the first half, it was a close game. You know, it looked like it was going to be very competitive, you know, down to the wire, right? But, unfortunately, the third quarter happened for the Boston Celtics, right? They scored 14 points in that third quarter compared to Golden State, who scored 33 points in that third quarter. 
So that third quarter is ultimately what tipped the game into the Warriors' favor. And one of the things that I've I said previously before the final started, once we got the matchups, that the Golden State Warriors were gonna expose the Boston Celtics because of their young of the young guys that they have and the inexperience that they have. They're gonna make a lot of mistakes. They're gonna turn over the ball a lot, and uh, and they did that. You know, they forced 19 turnovers in Game Two. All right, the Warriors' defense was on point. I would go as far as to say the Warriors played better defense than the Celtics did. All right, um, they had 19 steals on the night, so obviously you're making Boston turn over the ball. They're not getting the shots in that third quarter. 33 to 14 19 points i don't know i don't know it, it didn't look good for boston fans in that game too um obviously um not only was the entire warriors team on point but you have to if you're gonna single out one person i saw a clip um and basically it was like it will say it was like a 45 second reel of steph curry just being a menace on the defensive end like he was everywhere defensively he was Closing guys out, he was boxing people out. He was, you know, just you know, like Patrick Beverly type, you know, just tapping in the ball and like just making a, being a nuisance in the uh, on the defensive end. And you know, he was getting at guys, and I think that was a big part of why they were able to commit uh, so many turnovers. Just Steph Curry locked in defensively. That's that's huge for the Warriors. If he can do that every night, I mean, they can probably win the next three games. Hey, that's just me though. Um, but again, the Boston did look great heading into that first half. I mean, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum had seven threes combined heading into that half. So it, it was going to be a good half, but that third quarter, man, it just couldn't get going. None of the role players for Boston could get going either. Like Al Horford, Derek White, and Marcus Smart, like they combined for, I believe, it was 16 points last night. Or not last night, in game two. So it's like, you know, the the bench is not is not getting after it. And then on the off on your two stars, Jalen Brown and, and uh, Jason Tatum, they're not shooting the best either uh, after that first half. So it, it definitely played a role, obviously, in that third quarter. And that's where the Warriors won it, man. They just won that third quarter. And um, that's what costed them the game. It's I think it's going to, if Boston continues to come, are you a couple? Yes, we are. Um, if Boston continues to play, um, carelessly and you know miss shots and turn over the ball it's it's gonna be rough though especially tonight but um okay. we, we're gonna get into game uh, game three a, a little bit after towards the end of the episode because you know there was okay. i like i like to space it out i won't spoil it yet yeah don't spoil it all right so monday pat riley had had his end of the season press conference and had some interesting things to say regarding miami's future so, what are some takeaways from this pre- press conference that you Yo, feel people should keep in mind? Is that a donation? Mind? Is that like a real? I don't even. Is that a real one for real? Let me see. Oh, they just said that. <laughs> That's or maybe mean. they just typed it. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I've never done one. Know so. Only Boston can stop Boston. That's what I'm, I agree. I agree. Boston will only hurt themselves because we saw what happened in Game One. They didn't turn over the. They weren't playing carelessly. Like they weren't committing turnovers, and they got away. But um, I don't know how to check if that donation was real or not. If it is real, thank you. Much appreciated. That's the first one I've ever gotten. So that means a lot. Thank you. Um, Thanks. But anyways, back take to... Takeaways uh, from the press conference. Takeaways from the press conference for the Miami Heat uh, press conference with Pat Riley. I mean, I have a lot of stuff to say, guys. I have a paper here because I didn't want to put on notes. You took notes. I took notes on this, okay? So um, a couple things. I'm just going to go run through it really quickly because I'm also going to be writing um, an article. I'm going to post it somewhere on Twitter. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet I'm, or a link somewhere so you guys can read it if you guys want to read it. But I'm, I'm in the works of writing that, so I'm not going to get too into detail on it, but I'm just going to run through the quick points, all right? 
So, a couple things that caught my eye. One, when he, they talked about, um, you know, is this going to be the same roster moving forward? Like, next year, are we just going to keep the same guys? Obviously, Pat Riley gave the best answer he can give. And, you know, we're always looking to improve. You know, he said he really likes the young guys. Um, he says that the young guys have really high ceilings. And he hopes, you know, that they can reach them and, you know, get to the next steps. So, that way, next season, we don't really have to, you know, spend a whole lot of money on our bench. We can go possibly get another star. Anyways. Um, next point, um, do they need another star? That was one of the questions that they were asked. And Pat Riley, of course, said, hey, if there's one out there that wants to come over here, bring them to me. You can never have too many. Mm-hmm. So obviously, of course, Pat Riley doing what Pat Riley does, you know, never giving a, never revealing his cards to the world. Uh, obviously, there's been a lot of trade rumors with Donovan Mitchell and stuff like that. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, uh, he's not concerned about the age of the roster. That was one of the questions that were being brought up in the press conference. Um... Uh, Tyler Hero wanting to be a starter. Uh, obviously, that's one of the big things uh, for next year. Obviously, he came off the bench this past year. Sixth man of the year. Award winner, Tyler Hero. Can he be a starter next season? Pat Riley said he needs to step up defensively. He needs to be able to be a two-way guard in order to uh, you know, in order to get the, t- the heat to a championship level. Like You need to have uh, a two-guard who can defend and get a bucket. He's no, He has no issue getting those buckets, as we all already know, but defensively he could improve and obviously pat riley knows that so pat riley said hey if he wants a starting spot he can go to training camp and he can and he can earn it and he can Mm -hmm. win it Mm -hmm. um so it's definitely not out of the question for tyler hero um tyler uh pat riley did say that he should gain uh like 10 more pounds of muscle i think he thinks that'll help uh help him defensively obviously because he's going to be a lot stronger he'll be able to guard guys a lot better so uh, obviously, Duncan Robinson was also another name that needed to be brought up defensively. He's obviously a liability. That's why we didn't see a lot of him in the playoffs. Um, so that was one of the things that he mentioned. He's like, although Duncan is one of the three-point specialists, like one of the best three-point specialists in the league, you know, he does need to step up defensively like and expand his game all around. Like, obviously, we've seen a little bit of Duncan Robinson. Uh, he does a lot more little floaters, and, you know, he t- tries to go to the rim a lot more. Uh, which is good because obviously that keeps uh, the defense honest on him. Like you know, he can't necessarily just close out on him. You have to respect the lane. Um, so that's another thing that Pat Riley mentioned. Uh, let's see what else. Um, as far as Victor Oladipo goes, are they going to resign him? They said obviously they have his bird rights. That he have his bird rights. So they're definitely going to be talking to his agent. That's quote what Pat Riley said. So uh, what else? Uh, PJ Tucker. He's compared PJ Tucker to Udonis Haslam. You know like. When Udonis was playing, not when he's, you know, riding the bench, but when he was playing, you know, it's that kind of role that P.J. Tucker has right now in a sense. Like, defensively, you know, getting the guys right, veteran leadership. Doesn't need to score a whole lot of points, but, you know, he can get you a few quick baskets if he needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Lowry and his conditioning, obviously, towards the end of the season, we saw him, you know, cramp up a little bit. He had a couple of injuries here and there. Um, so, obviously, that raised a few eyebrows. Pat Riley said... He has to be in world-class shape, quote, and he, a quote, this is a quote by the way, definitely going to be addressed, all right, so it's going to be addressed in the offseason, hopefully Kyle Lowry can get right, um, obviously one of the bigger things that I paid attention to, which I was waiting for him to talk about, uh, was obviously Bam Adebayo, so they suggested Bam Adebayo at the four and Yurtsevin at the five, um, but basically what Pat Riley said is that they do want to see Bam Adebayo take more shots and be more aggressive. They already know that, you know, they ask him to do a lot on the defensive end and offensively to set screens and get shooters open, but Pat Riley wants to see 
Bam Adebayo, you know, take the ball in his own hands and get a couple shots. He shouldn't rely on, on lobs or, like, fast breaks and stuff like that. Like, you know, expand his game, basically, offensively. And, obviously, it's not all his fault. Part of it is that he feels, Pat Riley said himself, like, he feels that he have been too reliant on these three-point shots mm. uh, mm-hmm. at some points in the time. Uh, obviously, when the shots are falling, nobody's going to say anything. But, you know, there's been times where they're not falling. And, you know, it, it's costed Cost, us a game. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Pat Riley obviously said he's going to co- talk to Coach Spo in the off season about Bam. And he wants Bam to take 15 shots, guys. That's crazy. What a crazy number. It's almost like that's what I said earlier in the season, guys. I've been preaching this Maybe all playoffs. You, finally. He watched my episode. Thank you, Pat Riley. <laughs> Appreciate it much. Appreciate it. Um, obviously, Bam out of bio, okay. Um, and then, obviously, Pat Riley's future just, you know, being associated with the Heat as the president. I mean, yeah, as a president and stuff like that. Um, he wants to finish the rebuild. I mean, obviously, he just got Jimmy Butler a couple years ago. You know, he's in a process of a build right now. He definitely said he wants to finish the build. And he even challenged the guy that asked him to a push-up contest, like, to prove, like, he's still in it. Like, like you know, like, I'm here. Like, don't worry about me. I'll be all right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he hasn't thought about retirement yet. He definitely wants to finish this build before he even thinks about trying to retire and stuff like that. Okay. He is 77 years old, so, you know, he is, he is, wow. he is, he's getting up there. But, um, you know, he is the godfather as Heat Nation loves to call him because, you know, he, he works magic sometimes, man. <laughs> he's a magician. Um... But yeah, those are the quick points for for the Miami Heat press conference. If you guys ever get a chance, go watch it on YouTube. It's um, it's pretty long, but um, you know, it's definitely if you're a Heat fan, definitely definitely should tune into that. All but, right. Um, yeah. So tonight, Game Three will tip off in Boston. Seb, you said earlier that the Warriors will win in six games. Mm-hmm. Do you think tonight will be their second loss, or do you think they'll go up two to one in the series? <sighs> this is this is tough, man. Honestly, it's a tough one because obviously we saw Boston play really well in that first game, and then the second game they didn't play very well, and neither did neither did Steph Curry and and, and the Splash Brothers. I mean, they didn't even play all that well themselves. Um, they shot. Let me see what was it here. Um, they shot six for twenty from three point. Both of them, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, said so they weren't perf- shooting like phenomenally. Like they were just out there playing. I wouldn't say mediocre because obviously. They're stars. They don't play mediocre. Um, but, you know, they're just doing what their job. Like, the simplest they can do it, they're doing it. Um, obviously, I do see Golden State, though, winning tonight in Boston. Um, I do think Boston is not going to come and, you know, have as many turnovers as they did last game. But I think the Warriors are, you know, they, they, had, they lost that first game. You know, they weren't really anticipating losing that. So they know that they need to get one at away at Boston. And I think this is going to be the game to do it. So mm-hmm. I do think mm-hmm. they will win tonight. Uh, this is the best time to do it. I mean, you have the momentum coming in. You have you just came off a 15-point win. I mean, right? That, uh, yeah, oh, actually it was more than that. It was almost 20 points. But um, you came off a 15-plus point win not too long ago in the Bay Area at home. So, you know, it's definitely going to be tough heading into Boston. Nobody in Boston, for Boston, though, last in that game, too, nobody, nobody shot there well. Like, nobody. <laughs> they're starting five. Nobody in their starting five shot over 50%. I mean, obviously, Robbie Williams, but he was out after an injury after the first 14 minutes of the game. Uh, of playing time for him, he shot one time. He made it. Um, so, obviously, he was over 50%. But other than him, nobody shot over 50%. So, the Boston even weren't even getting shots on, uh, to go in. They weren't um, keeping the ball. Like, it was just, it was bad. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so even on an off night, um, I the Warriors managed to win by almost 20 points. It was a 19-point win, I, I remembered. Um, it was a 19-point win for the Warriors. On an off night, I felt for the, the Splash Brothers. And obviously, a lot of people in my comments keep saying Boston, and all of them are Heat fans. So I don't know why they keep saying that. It's just crazy to me, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I know Brandon uh, is a Boston fan, so shout out to him. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why you guys keep saying Boston. All my Heat fans, like, I think they want to lose to so the winners. No. no, that's what my dad said. But no, we don't want. I think to. that's just their their thought they're, process. We know Boston fans. They're just gonna rub it in our face, bro. And it's whatever. Anyways, um, <laughs> as far as Game Three goes tonight, obviously tip off is at nine p.m. tonight. Make sure you guys are tuning in and watching that. I do think Golden State will manage to go up two to one in this series. Tonight is the night to do it. Um, I mean, well, it's really the only night to do it because if they lose today, they're down one and two. Um, so I think tonight is the night that they do get a win, though. I don't know if they'll win the next game after. It's going to be hard to win three in a row, especially two away. So I definitely do think in Boston they're going to eventually split it, and I think Game Five will come around. It'll be two to two. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, shout out to Brandon. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, game game three tonight, guys. Make sure you guys are tuning in. It's definitely gonna be a good one. Um, I'm I'm definitely gonna tune into that one. Okay. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Adam Silver held a press conference not too long ago to talk about the NBA plans moving forward. One of the things mentioned was the possibility of shortening the NBA season from 82 games. So Seb, do you think the NBA should shorten the season or leave it as is? Um, I want to hold on before I answer that question. Uh, Celtics just deserve it more than Golden State. Listen, man, listen. He I'm more than I'm more than fine with Boston winning the championship as long as they didn't play the Heat in the playoffs. Because then, as we all know, Boston is just gonna go and rub it in the Heat's face. Like, bro. That you also I mean, I, obviously the Heat will do this would would do the same, <laughs> but we want to be able to do it first. Like, I mean, we've already done it previously but we want to be able to you know keep it up you know we don't want we don't want boston to finally come out and, and do it Brandon but i mean is. i would love to see jason tatum and jalen brown win a championship that would be great i did say previously i do remember saying that they should split up and they're proving me wrong and obviously i love to be proven wrong on this show so i would love to see everybody prove me wrong man let me see that let me go see them win a ring right now bro let me see that duo work please let me see it um, obviously, as a Heat fan, I don't want to see it. But, you know, as a sports as a sports analyst fan, you know, I want to see it. So, we'll see what happens with that. I'm definitely going to root for the Warriors, though. I, I do think they're going to win it six games. Sounds like you hating. Yes. Uh, yes. As a Heat fan, I am hating. Yes. 100%. <laughs> as a Heat fan, You're yeah. I'm honest hating. about it. I'm on. Yeah, of course I'm going to be honest about it. I mean, obviously, they have some stars over there. They have some studs. Obviously, you have the Defensive Player of the Year. you got Jason Tatum. you got Jalen Brown. You have... I wouldn't even say Al Horford because, you know, you guys know me, the old man. He's an old man to me. I don't know how you guys are getting sauced stuff at an old man. But um, whatever, I'm not going to talk about that too much. But to answer your question, as far as a shortened NBA season, um, I think it's a good idea, but you have to do the mid-season tournament that they were talking about. I, obviously, on, I don't know if you guys remember, but on Sports I've mentioned that the NBA were – contemplating doing like an in-season tournament type of thing when they were talking about the play-ins and stuff like that like how how can we change the nba you know so i think if they were to implement some kind of in-season tournament then okay you could shorten the season because obviously you're gonna have this tournament um you don't need to have the season go for 82 games if, if this tournament plays into 
like the standings. So it'd be like those t- games that you're taking away is basically the tournament. That's how I look at it. So I think if they were going to do that, then yeah, sure, I would do it. Um, throughout this past year, though, I, I have to agree a little bit with um, with Richard Jefferson in the sense that people are still going to try and take the days off off like obviously um we've seen lebron take a couple days off like if you're healthy enough to play why aren't you playing like it's in your contract to play you're gonna pay millions of dollars to play basketball like it's not like you're actually working like you're playing basketball for 48 minutes um obviously there's a lot more things that go into it but you know like for you to be healthy and not play and then also try and get the shortened nba season like how much more are we are the nba people gonna you know coddle the NBA players, like, I get 82 games could be long and extensive, but if there is no in-season tournament, I feel like if you're going to shorten it, at least shorten it to 72 games, right? And you take away 10 games, that's at least two to three weeks of, of NBA games, and two to three weeks of more rest for the NBA players. Um, the org asks the players to rest. Sometimes the organi- organization does ask the player to rest, but sometimes, you know, like, the players yeah i agree yeah they force themselves yeah i know i know sometimes but obviously that sometimes that's not the case sometimes players literally just you know they want to take a night off we've seen lebron do it like it let's not let's not pretend let's not turn a blind eye here and pretend like we don't see the nba players doing it Kawhi leonard has done it a few times like we know that these guys are healthy to play um and they're just riding sit so if if you're doing the in-season tournament sure short in the season that's fine if you're not doing an in-season tournament if you're and you do have to shorten it, I say ten games is like as far as you go. Seventy-two games, keep it at seventy-two games, and just leave it at that. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys think they should shorten the NBA season? Do you guys think they should make it longer? Making it longer, or Why how about making it longer? Well, not about making it longer, oh. but like like implementing something else in the season. I guess you could say. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think it would be very interesting. Like. I want to see like how they would do. Well, how would the in-season tournament play into? That's what I was wondering. Um, when you the were standings, because I know that they were talking about like maybe it just like shuffles it up or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Whatever. But I think it'd be pretty interesting uh, to do. I definitely support the the in-season tournament for sure. Uh, that would be pretty dope. Um, but whatever. Until someone answers me, go ahead and ask. Them. Wait, just make it an average size season. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's, leave it as fine. is. Yeah, just leave it as as is. Yeah. <laughs> just ignore the players. Yeah. Just ignore. Fair enough. All right. Next question. Okay. So, Quinn Snyder has decided to step down as the Utah Jazz head coach. So, who do you think will make a good candidate for that position, and would it be enough to keep Donovan Mitchell for from wanting out? All right. So, obviously. Utah, man. What's happening in Utah, right? Um, not a lot. No. Well, as well, <laughs> not a lot. Wise, not a lot, a lot. Maybe outside of basketball. But <laughs> as far as basketball goes, definitely uh, there's a lot of eyebrows, a lot of questions. Honestly, if I'm a jazz player, I'm very confused that wh- where that organization is headed. Um, I don't think 72 games is, a sh- is short. That sounds like a perfect amount for me. Okay. Let's see if they agree. Okay. I can see that. 72, like I said, 72 games is not that bad. It's two to three weeks away. If Mitchell is smart, he'd leave. I agree. If, Mitchell, if Donovan Mitchell is smart, he would leave. Like, I feel like right now, obviously, you have Rudy Gobert. You have the same roster. 
how much of it is going to change next season if you know realistically probably not a whole lot if you're donovan mitchell i would request a trade or maybe demand that rudy gobert gets traded you know if you do decide to stay um i'm gonna answer the question on who i think will be a better fit just you know let me answer this he's had the same team since the bubble and hasn't made a deep run i agree you're right right he he hasn't he hasn't gone very far like it's very stagnant is what i felt for utah so i do i do like the decision by quinn snyder to step down and like you know even he said it himself like it's it just felt like you know they needed a new voice in that locker room like they just needed someone new to lead them (laughs) someone to change you know the air and you know establish you know different type of leadership i guess okay. obviously quinn snyder is, is not a, a terrible head coach i think he can find another head coaching job very soon um but i think a good replacement um is terry stotts um jazz don't have the market yeah they don't have the market so it's gonna be very tough to get anybody to go over there uh, but i think i think terry stotts is actually a good candidate he was uh, up for a potential uh lakers head coaching job before they uh hired uh him so Terry Stotts, I think, could be a good fit. Obviously, we've last we've seen him was with the Trailblazers, with Damian Lillard and stuff like that. Um, obviously, in his first year of coaching, right, thirty three wins, that's not good, right? But the next season after that, fifty plus wins. The next season after that, fifty plus wins. Mm-hmm. They beat Houston um, in the game seven with the Damian Lillard buzzer. Obviously, that's one of the famous shots in NBA history. All right, I was, I was actually, part. I was actually watching it. It was actually pretty cool to watch in real time. It was actually pretty cool. Um, anyways, um, but yeah. So Terry Stotts, obviously, he's had his runs with the Trailblazers. Obviously, he didn't get very far. He never really was able to get out of the first round per se. But I think, all, I think that was another type of Utah scenario. You know, like, you know, they had the same roster more or less for you know the next couple, for the few years that he was there. And I just felt like, you know, the roster needed to change. They needed to change in leadership. Like, that's why I felt like they released him. But I think if he heads to Utah, it, obviously it's a good – I think it's a good fit for him. I think he'd be able to establish, you know, who, what he wants to do over there. You know, whether it's keep Donovan Mitchell or even trade Donovan Mitchell and keep Rudy Gobert, which if Utah decided to do that, hey, man, I don't know what the hell is going on in Utah. But you definitely uh i would trade rudy gobert before i trade donovan mitchell but that's just me i think rudy i think donovan mitchell just has more upside i mean we've, i think we've seen um the ceiling for rudy gobert he's one defensive player of the year already like he doesn't really necessarily get a whole lot better offensively like you know he can't shoot outside of like 10 15 feet and you know i and that's giving him a few feet at that so mm-hmm. you know it's just tough it's just tough uh, but I think Terry Stotts is a good candidate for that head coaching job. Um, I think he'll put them in the right direction. Um, obviously, the, more on the Donovan Mitchell side, would Terry Stotts be enough for Donovan Mitchell to stay? I think it would be enough. I think it would. Uh, I think, personally, um, obviously, Quinn Snyder, like I said, wasn't doing a bad job. My bad, guys. <laughs> Um, wasn't doing a bad job. It's just, you know, it's just they needed a change. And I think that's what Donovan Mitchell wants. He just wants a change in Utah. So I think that gives him um, this change. Obviously, there's been reports that, like, he feels unsettled and stuff like that after the firing because of how close his relationship was to Quinn Snyder. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it, he has to understand it is a business. And I think he will understand that at the end of the day. And I think once they, you know, if Utah goes about it the right way, they should be consulting him about who would, you know he potentially like 
or who he would like to see get interviewed for that head coaching job. Um, but I, th- I do think Terry Stotts is a good fit, and I do think it will be enough for Donovan Mitchell to want to stay in Utah. But I agree with Chum in the chat. Um, I do think Donovan Mitchell, if he was smart, he should request a trade. Now, that's not even just saying to Miami, just to any team, honestly. Like, I just think Utah's time, it's it's just their done. I up. think their time's up. I think they've they've tried everything they could. I mean, obviously, you're, you're going to try now with this new coach. Um, but I think, uh, I don't think they get very far. If they keep the same roster heading into this next season, I don't know if they make it out the second round, to be honest. Wow. But, um, you know. That's just, right. that's just what it is. Okay, so... Keeping it real on Sports with Seth. <laughs> We're going to move on to some football. There hasn't been very much going on, so most of the episode was basketball. But I want Seb to give us a few quick points on the recent NFL news. Yes, yes, yes. So, oh, actually, before we get into that, so Utah has requested permission to meet with Chris Quinn, the Heat assistant head coach, for, the her- for their head coach position. So, you oh, know wow. that he's another candidate for the... Head coach position. I think that would also be nice, uh, a nice uh, replacement for Quinn Snyder. Um, but to answer your question about the NFL, so a couple quick news. Obviously, Aaron Donald, the man himself, the beast, just signed a huge, huge deal with the LA Rams, making him the highest paid non QB in NFL history, guys. Wow. A $40 million raise, bro. Like, uh, he's making money. Like, he's, that's, you know, he just, you know, if, if he's right, if he plays his money right, obviously he should set for life and even his kids. Um, <laughs> but you know, obviously well-deserved deal. Um, definitely can't take that away from him. One of the, I would say one of the greatest defensive players of all time. Definitely top. I would say top three and he's not three. I'm just saying. Um, but some other news, Debo Samuel, which is a guy who's requested out of San Francisco uh, earlier at least it was rumored that he wanted out. And, you know, I also met, I mentioned that one video of him at the club with the sign saying Debo to stay. And he was kind of like, like, yikes. Like, you know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with Debo Samuel. But as of right now, 49ers fans, he did show up to the camps, you know, for training camp and, and stuff like that for the mandatory camps. Um, obviously, if he would have held out, he probably would have got fined every time he held out. But he is there. So maybe there's something in the works there. Um, also for the 49ers fans, Jimmy Garoppolo is not attending camp. He is excused from camp. I believe it's to rehab his shoulder injury, um, still. So he's still working on that. There's no reason for him to go out there is what they said. Um, another receiver that is holding out though, DK Metcalf, he's not holding out. I mean, he is holding out. Sorry. (laughs) He is holding out and not going to training camp, um, until he gets a new deal. And I think, uh, he, he definitely deserves a deal. I mean, Obviously, this past year, it was a little a bit of an off year uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. And I think that was just a big part of, you know, just the collapse of that entire team. It was just time for that team to blow up. And, you know, obviously they did that. They traded Russell Wilson away. Uh, Bobby Wagner is not there anymore. Um, so they're heading into, I would say, a re- into rebuild mode. So obviously DK Metcalf is going to want to get paid. Um, whether Seattle is going to pay him or not, that's, that's still up in the air. But... DK Metcalf is holding out of training camp as of right now. And I think that was really... Oh, and the Denver Broncos, they reached a sale agreement to sell um, the team uh, for $4.65 billion, guys. 
4.65 billion dollars that's insane that's like more than a government budget for like a certain agency yeah that's insane that's crazy um let's see um the browns have excused baker mayfield from camp as well um let's see anything else important i don't think really anything else has really happened uh let's see aaron donald obviously what a contract man what a guy bro you know he benches 500 pounds that's insane that's literally wow insane. that's insane um no nah, i think that's gonna be it for as, at least the very important nfl news at least that i can think of as of right now i think the chat said something the chat was chat saying metcalf will get paid but his stats will plummet that depends who they decide to get at qb Baker will start again for the Browns. And, yeah, I agree. With Deshaun Watson, that whole thing going on, man, does not look good for him. I tell you that right now. It does not look good for him. Um, Let's see what else. And I think that's really about it. I mean, yeah. I already, yeah. I think that's going to be it for today's episode, guys. Any any questions that you guys have for me, man, let me know um, down below. Darius Leonard from the Colts, he's uh, getting back surgery. He's going to miss the start of training camp. Um, but yeah, nothing else important. I mean, that's going to be it. I'm going to stop looking. I'm already at like page five. So that's going to be it. Uh, if you guys have any questions, let me know. I'll give you guys like, you know, I'll give you guys a few seconds to um, write down a couple questions if you guys have any. But if not, that is going to wrap up season two, episode seven or volume, volume 2.7 of Sports with Seb. Um I want to know if this donation was real or not. I don't think it was. Maybe it would say something like... It says, donated $5 to streamers. What just said Twitch notes? I don't know. I'm, after this episode, I'm going to go on Twitch, and I'm going to see if it's somewhere. If it is, hey, man, Robin1k2, shout out to you, bro. You're the, you're the best. Uh, how can Metcalf shine with no QB? I'm trying to eat some 3, 4, 10. I don't know what that is. so so the same, but... It, I don't know. Uh, how can Metcalf? Uh, how can Metcalf shine with no QB? Hey man, DK Metcalf is a beast. If you just get him the ball, I mean, if he's as elite as he as he claims to be, since he's holding out and he, you know he wants all this money, he should be able to make plays off off the catch. I mean, he sh obviously he's a deep threat down the field. He's built like a freaking Terminator machine, so you know obviously he can knock guys off and stuff like that. So I think depending, it also depends who they put at QB. Like if you know, let me let me let me see who their official uh, QB like uh, depth chart is because if Drew Locke, <laughs> that's rough. Um, if they can, Drew Locke, Jacob Eason, and Geno Smith. Well, that's that's tough. Um, it's definitely gonna be tough. I don't see his numbers being as elite as they were previous years. Of course, I do maybe see it being as similar to last year's numbers. Um, it's gonna be tough though. I don't. I don't think. I definitely don't think this year will will help him his uh, holdout. Like if let's say he does hold out, right? He plays this last year out with this garbage QB, right? Doesn't put up the stats. He heads into free agency the season after. Um, your your numbers don't look good for you, buddy, because the last two years you've been on a decline. Yeah, you can say it was your QB, but I mean, you also haven't been showing up to practice, so they could say it's because you're not showing up to practice and stuff like that. So, you know, it definitely will fall into place at some point if he um, doesn't play well uh, this season. But with Drew Locke at quarterback, it's I definitely do think uh, 
it's going to be tough for him to put up those elite numbers that we first saw at a DK Metcalf. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in Seattle. But I definitely can't wait for the NFL season. As you guys know, I do have season tickets uh, with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, so I'll be there on Sundays for the game. So I will be you know, doing some Dolphins content on TikTok and stuff like that. And uh, let me know uh, what other... Let, oh, let me if you guys are out there, let me know. We can link up. I record you. We'll do some interviews and stuff like that. I would love to talk to you guys. That would be pretty dope. Um, remember, guys, I am going to try and post this um, on YouTube tonight. And I do have the new uh, thing to listen to the podcast. I'm going to try to get that situated too tonight. Uh, remember, game three tonight at 9 o'clock Eastern. I have the Warriors winning tonight. Let me know what you guys think. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. The finals should be over by next week if I'm not wrong. So we should have a finals winner by next week. But um, we'll see. Oh, actually, no, next week, next week. Next week I'm in Cancun. Sorry, yeah. guys. I won't be there. I won't be live on Twitch. I will try to go live on Instagram on, like, obviously when the when the series is, like, at three games or something and it's, like, a closing game, I'll probably go live. For those final minutes because i'm definitely gonna watch i don't care why if am. you have signal <laughs> i will i'll make sure i have signal for you guys all right but um maybe i can go live on that monday if i don't work next week monday i'll try to go live on twitch i'll try to do that but we'll see we'll see how it plays out but um until then we'll catch you guys in the next one